Episode 12 Tonight on the Weird Frontier, Ape Men from Outer Space A few months ago, a veterinarian named Victor Davidson went camping with his wife Alma in the Mojave Desert. A lovely evening unfolded. Slowly the sky darkened from pink to purple to velvet black. The stars came out in swarms. Victor pointed out the constellations. Well, that's Orion, and if you follow the line of his belt, you get to the North Star. Or is it Sirius? The North Star might be over there. That's the Big Dipper for sure. The reenactment featuring Victor himself showed him pointing stiffly into the evening sky. The actress playing Alma, a teenager recruited from the general store along the highway, nodded supportively. Soon Alma repaired to her tent and fell asleep. Victor, however, remained awake, feeling unusually restless as he stirred the embers of the campfire. All evening he had had a nagging feeling that something was terribly wrong. Bringing a lantern, he moved to higher ground. He sat on a rock and watched the tent containing his sleeping wife. Although he could see no other campers in any direction, Victor began to sense another very powerful presence nearby. Victor paced in front of an outcrop, paused, and stared like a ship's captain into the distance. Suddenly, Victor was struck unconscious. Victor crumpled to his knees and lay down carefully on his side. He rested his cheek on the back of his hand, which made him look, to Katie, impossibly sweet. When he awoke, he had no idea how much later. He saw a horrifying sight. A creature over eight feet tall, covered in hair, stood beside the tent, cradling Alma in his arms. Here an actor appeared in a very impressive Bigfoot costume. The fur shone in the moonlight, as though Bigfoot had a functioning family that engaged in mutual grooming. The shoulder muscles expanded as the stuntman hefted Alma. The suit took over an hour to put on, and had been borrowed without permission from a movie set. "'Alma!' Victor shouted. Alma did not respond, as she was asleep or unconscious. The creature fastened its horrifying gaze on Victor. There is something about Bigfoot's face that makes it extremely hard for an actor, professional or otherwise, to represent. Bigfoot is human, and also not. The man portraying him must therefore compose an expression that is familiar, yet unsettlingly off. In this case, it may have been the contrast between the human face and the realistic costume that created the effect. Whatever, it got Katie's attention. She set aside the lyrics she'd been writing and turned up the volume to Stick's slight annoyance. He was trying to pick out a tune on his guitar. Victor was knocked cold a second time. When I awoke, it was morning. Alma was kneeling beside me. She looked wild, with dust and twigs in her hair. She couldn't recall anything after going to sleep in the tent the night before. Even now, she says she remembers nothing. She says she must have been sleepwalking, or else I was, because what was I doing outside the tent at that hour? I don't like to imagine what happened to her, but I can't help it. I think she was taken to an underground facility and probed. I know what it's like to examine an animal knocked out on a table. It is my theory that Bigfoot comes from a race of ape men from outer space. For some time, a colony of them has lived on this planet to conduct experiments on humans. I can only conclude that they are seeking ways to interbreed with us and develop a hybrid race that will one day take over the Earth. Sometimes, Alma asks me, Well, if they did do that to me, where were my cuts and bruises and broken bones? I tell her, they're in her heart. They took something from her, I don't know what, but she isn't the same as she was. She is broken. I can see that, even if she can't. Maybe it's a good thing in Alma's case that Bigfoot has the power to wipe memories. I often wish he would have wiped mine, because as hard as I try to convince Alma that something terrible has happened to her, she won't have it. She tells me I'm crazy. She didn't even want me to talk to you, Topper. In fact, she threatened to divorce me if I did. 
But I have to warn people, even if it destroys my marriage. If even one other person is spared Alma's terrible fate, our fate, it will have been worth it. God, that sucks, Katie said. You mean my song, Stick said. But then he saw that she was crying. The WF schedule expanded to seven nights a week. It turned out that Dottie Mayflower was not an isolated lunatic. Bigfoot sightings had proliferated across the nation. Brightly colored pushpins representing these events now littered Topper's map, which he displayed and updated at the beginning of each episode. The clusters of pins, he thought, formed a pattern. If only he could discern it, he would make the find of the century. Topper had no intention, by the way, to permanently imprison or kill Bigfoot, as some nuts insisted were necessary measures to achieve proof. Nor did he care about personal fame or glory. He only wanted to haul the creature, blinking and grunting, into the light for all to see. Then he would let him go.